the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, as we close out the week, we have another look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 10 and 20 through 24. Theology matters to God. In fact, so much so that it drives God to do things that we look at in Scripture and go, makes perfect sense. We'll explore and explain next on Way of Grace. Join us. Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. Hi there, and welcome to today's Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gistand. This week, we've been in Genesis chapter 3, looking at the fall of man and the fact that it is theology that matters to God enough that he would drive Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. Now, he doesn't just drive them out, and again, Because theology matters to God, there are reasons behind God driving them out of the garden, and there are reasons that move them forward from the Garden of Eden. Here's Pastor Jesse to explain more on today's broadcast of Way of Grace. You find a Christian family that walks in the biblical rule of God, you find a blessed family. I don't care what they're going through. You can talk about them in all kinds of different ways, but when they have that through line of God first, that vertical through line of God first, that's a unique family of God. Take a lot of grace because they got to deal with snakes too. This is exactly what's going on. So the, the outcome is a false vision and the effect is spiritual death. Let me help you see this. I want to run through a few things and I'll stop. Notice what happens in verse 7. The text says, and no, I'm sorry, verse uh, six, the latter part. And after she did eat, she gave also unto her husband with her. And he did what? He ate undeceived. He ate not having been there. He ate having never heard the devil once talk. I'm getting ready to prove that to you now. He ate with her as we know, because she was his wife. He ate with her because we know that the only time Adam opened his mouth once, not in dialogue, but in affirmation to what God was doing was back in chapter three, chapter two, when he said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken from me. I'm one with her. Now he could have abandoned that confession and let her die but it would have indicated that he was not a type of the one who loved us enough to eat with us and die in our behalf. Did you hear what I just said? Adam was made in the similitude of him who was to come. Jesus ate the fruit with us and for us and died in our behalf so that we would not perish alone. 
He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now I got a whole bunch more to say, but my time is winding down. A whole bunch more to say. We're all in the fallen state. Eve should have understood immediately when she went into that classroom that she was sitting under the wrong teacher. She should have understood immediately that her teacher is God and her husband. Are y'all hearing me? This is why Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 14, 35. Women keep silent in the church. So get you killed in some evangelical liberal left churches. Let the woman keep silent in the churches. If she's going to learn anything, let her ask her husband at home. That's the way it was in the beginning. It's not that way in 2023. I'm here to tell you. And that injunction was given to make sure that we didn't tear up God's order. Did y'all hear what I just said? How do we know? The previous verse tells us that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So the local church should be a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, not the chaos model of the satanic turning things upside down. Now, pastor, my husband don't know the word. Well, push him into Bible study. Make him come to grace and sit under the men. Well, he ain't going to do that. All right, then you better listen to your big brother if he's a believer. Well, my big brother's not a believer. Well, then you better listen to some of the elders at the church. You better listen to your pastor because they're supposed to represent God. It does not mean you are ignorant. It does not mean you don't know your Bible. It just means that you should stay in your place and in your lane so you can bless your downline. Listen to me. That woman should have immediately known that there was something wrong in terms of the teaching position here, which teaches us something else. Are you ready? Genesis chapter three, verse one through five is absent of three authorities. God is absent in Genesis three, one through five. Did you hear me? God is absent. You don't see God in Genesis three. One, two, three, four, five, and even six. God's not there, is he? So God wasn't in the equation when the woman was talking to the serpent. That means God wasn't in her conscious. This represents our reprobate world. Like if God ain't in your conscious, you're not going to tell the truth. Did you hear what I just stated? Listen to me. And I just told you, the one that represents God wasn't in the equation. What's his name? Adam. Please. The serpent is smart enough to know I got to catch Eve, not Eve, Isha, all by herself. I got to catch her when she's not thinking about God. And I got to catch her when she's not walking with her husband. I got to catch her alone. And that's why the Bible says, woe unto us if we are alone. Better if there are two. That's what that whole covenant paradigm was about. The twain becoming one flesh. Are you guys listening? A few more conversations. 
She was caught by herself and the serpent was able to get her to actually twist and distort God's word. God did not say, lest you touch it, you shall die. So what did she do, saints? She distorted God's truth by adding to it. You shall not add nor diminish from God's word. See, when you add to it, you're saying that you need to help God. The serpent said, oh, I got her. She just lied on God. About the nature of the cause of transgression. God didn't say in the day that you touch the tree, you shall surely die. God said in the day that you eat thereof. God's not a monster. Adam and Eve had to actually cultivate and till and keep the ground. That girl could have climbed all up in that tree, swaying from that tree, slept in that tree, hung out in the leaves of the tree. Just don't eat the fruit. Y'all keeping up with me? This goes on in church every day, twisting God's word, distorting God's word, and therefore defying God's authority. But that's, happened, that's what happens when God is not in your mind. And that's what happens also when the external authorities are not there to help you. See, had Adam been there to help her, he would have had to either lie with her when she distorted God's word, or he would have corrected her so that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That's why God never sent them out one by one. He sent them out two by two. Because Torah plainly says every word is established on two or three witnesses. You don't take a person to court on one testimony. And this same serpent was working in my master's day amongst the rulers in John 5, 38, when they tried to accuse Jesus of bearing record to himself. And Jesus said, I am not one bearing record of myself. I'm telling you what my daddy told me and my daddy bore record of me by giving me the grace and power to heal and to raise the dead and to open the eyes of the blind. You cannot see God bearing witness through me. Plus, if I was bearing record of myself, I would distort the scriptures like Isha did. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus says, there's not one of you in the world that can convince me of sin, either theologically or practically. And when a man tells the truth in terms of God's word, he has the witness of scripture on his side. Jesus said it in John chapter five. It is about the witness. He says, I do not do what I do myself. My father does the work. I'm just the vehicle. John bore record of me. The scriptures bear record of me. There's nobody here that can condemn me of sin. Am I making some sense? And so the woman was by herself, wasn't she? That's why the devil got in. So she distorted the cause. And Satan distorted the outcome. You shall not surely die. She lied and he lied. Are y'all hearing me? She lied and he lied. This is how the devil always gets in. He needs a tag team too. By the time Eve comes to her, her, her husband, she's a false prophet. Am I making some sense? By the time she, listen, she's coming to him with a bold faced proposition to sin against God. Now, I'm not going to land on, on Adam today because you guys already know the reason he ate is because he loved her. Greater love has no man than this. 
than that he lays down his life for the love of his soul. That's how Jesus taught us, did he not? Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. The reason you and I are saved is not because we are not sinners, but because we are sinners. But we had the sinless one to bear the consequences of our sin. Y'all got a little more time? Therefore, when daddy showed up and daddy is the judge, Adam, where are you? Right? Not Isha. So I, I know some of you guys are ready for this because this changes the whole paradigm of your approach to, to the text of scripture. So father comes because father ain't confused. Daddy ain't confused. Can I, can I help you? God ain't confused with any of this that's going on. We confused, not daddy. So here's what daddy is doing. Not only proving that he's the judge, he's restructuring the order because the order is gone now. He comes to the man who is the head of the house. And the man says, daddy, I feared you, so I hid and I ran and I covered myself. Isn't that what he says? That's the truth. I'm not going to get into how stupid theologians are ready to have Adam appear to have thrown his wife under the bus. He took the hit right away. He didn't just start off saying, it's not my fault. Daddy, the woman you gave me. No. When God did the examination in the courtroom, he says, how is it that you are acting like my enemy? The woman you gave me, she gave me the fruit and I did eat. He told the truth. I dare any of you to go to that text and find anything other than the truth that he told. Do you hear me? He told the plain truth. She came to him. He gave it to her. See, this is the son being obedient to the daddy now that we're caught. Y'all keeping up with me? Because daddy getting ready to fix it. Is daddy getting ready to fix it? He ain't going to lie to daddy. And now that the Isha's caught, she might as well tell the truth too. And nothing happened to neither of them concerning the consequences of eating the fruit until Adam ate. That silly woman ate and remained deceived until her husband ate and then her eyes were opened. Am I making some sense? And that's because children of God, you and I cannot see our sin by ourselves. The only way we see our sins in a way of redemption is to see our sins in him who bore our sins on the tree. The goal of the Holy Ghost is to convince us of sin in Christ. And then we see our sins in ourselves. When I see how people water down and make little of sin in the church, I know that they're not looking to the cross. Because you can't look to the cross and see what God did to his son in your behalf and play with sin. Am I making some sense? It wasn't until Adam ate, then both of their eyes were open, and now they're acting like snakes. You ready? What do snakes do? They hide in trees, under bushes, under leaves. They hide in trees, under bushes, under leaves. 
because they have to now be very strategic about their life because they're part of the food chain. Stay with me. This is why Jesus said to his own disciples, you're going to be in a world where you are sheep and they are wolves. You must be gentle as doves, but wise as. You want to thank God for today's teaching. You really do. You really do. So the serpent doesn't have arms. He doesn't have legs. The only thing he has is his wisdom. He's naked. And what he uses is his wit and his senses. He uses his wits and his senses. And I shouldn't even go into it because if you study the snake, you see he is a brilliant, brilliant creature of absolute heightened sensibility. He can't even see. His sight is spiritual, metaphorically. He sees in the dark. His tongue is what discerns where he is and where his prey is or where the enemy is. His power is in his tongue. That's why some of us are snakes too. Our power is in our tongue. The effect of the spiritual death was alienation, wasn't it? It used to be unity, harmony, and gladness. Alienation. The effect of the spiritual death is fear and hiding. See what's going on today in our culture? Alienation, fear and hiding. It used to be honesty, confidence rooted in love. Adam and Eve used to just enjoy God in the full innocency of fellowship, but naked because their covering was spiritual. It was God himself that blessed them to be subtle. Am I making some sense? The enemy loves to take your strength and turn it into a weakness. And this is why God in love covered them because their strength was their weakness. He covered them in the inferior covering of coats of skin, pointing to the shed blood of Christ, saying, now, if you're going to make it through this world, you no longer can lean on your own wisdom. You've got to lean on the wisdom of the one that died for you and clothed you in his righteousness. Am I making some sense? But you got to go. Right. Verse 22. Verse 22. I'm going to walk this through. I'm done. Genesis 3:22. And the Lord God said, behold, the man has become one of us. Pastor, what does that mean? We become like Christ. Knowing good and evil. Having to bear up under the curse of violating God's law. Did Jesus bear up under the curse? So now you and I are inextricably bound in a life where we're trying to figure out what good and evil is. In a, in a context of power dynamics, whoever has the power can determine what good and evil is today. Are you a, in agreement with you? That's why God told us, listen, you'd be better letting me tell you what is right and wrong. Good and evil. But now you want to kind of work this out for yourself. Look at the mess we've got. What is his name? Laurel, what fine mess you've gotten us into this time. <laughs> Little humor before I shut it down on you. You see where we are? And nobody wants to tell the truth is because we've abandoned God's word. Nobody wants to tell the truth. And the solution is Jesus. Now listen to how it closes because it's just four fundamental points. I've already shared with you some really critical things. I've told you that 
She pretended to know God's word. And because she pretended, she distorted it when she said, don't touch it. I told you she had no authority because she had no witness with her when she stood to, to, to talk to the devil. You don't want to be by yourself. You need God with you. I told you she failed to call God for who he was to her. Do you know what God was to her? Jehovah. Genesis chapter one, Elohim, 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 Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter two, and Jehovah, Jehovah, Yahweh, Elohim said it was all good. And Jehovah Elohim made man out of the dust of the ground. And Jehovah Elohim gave man authority over the ground. And Jehovah Elohim put man into a deep sleep and made a woman. And Jehovah Elohim brought the woman to the man. In other words, for you and me, our God is not Elohim. It's Jehovah Elohim because he is Lord. He is the Lord God. And when the devil came, he did not use the appellation Lord. Hath not God said, and then that silly woman said, no, God said, but ladies and gentlemen, not for her. It wasn't God. It was the Lord God. She diminished and denied the Lordship of Christ. Are you hearing me? And that's what folks do in the church all day long today. But I can tell you, the one that let sin into the world pointed to the one who brought sin out of the world. And his name is Jesus, is he not? Sin entered into the world by the first Adam. It went out by the last Adam. And when the last Adam was tempted by the serpent in the wilderness versus in the paradise, the last Adam got it right. The spirit of God drove him into the wilderness and the devil tempted him. And Jesus did not have a dialogue with him. He had a monologue with him. He didn't dialogue. He declared the word of the living God to him. He says in Matthew four, verse four, it is written. You shall not, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall a man live. Temptation number one. Temptation number two, verse seven, you shall not, as it is written, tempt the Lord your God. Do you see it? Not just God, the Lord your God. And then he said it again over in verse 10. It is written, Jesus says, oh, I love this. This is what Eve should have said. When she came in that classroom, she, a snake is teaching. Get thee behind me, Satan. The Bible says you shall not worship anyone but the Lord, your God, and him only. You see how the last Adam got it right? And all he did was declare God's word. See, you and I are doing way too much psychobabble with the enemy because we don't believe in the authoritative proclamation of the biblical text. This is where we are today. This is where we, now see Eve got into all this mess when she could have easily heard the imperative that's given to you and me. The moment she went into that classroom, 
What was the Holy Ghost supposed to say to her once she sleep, slept, walked into the classroom? Arise, move, and go. We wouldn't even have Genesis 3 if the girl would have arose, moved, and went. The moment she went, she should have went back outside and looked on the door. What room is this? Oh, this is the wrong room. Marxism 101, uh-uh. God already told me about that, and we wouldn't be here today. But God in his mercy knows how to turn evil to good. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good that he might preserve many alive to this day. Thus we say all things work together for good to them that love God. Am I making some sense? God is good, isn't he? And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes, that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.